Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to one dollar per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Now at Mickey D's, when you buy any crispy chicken sandwich or quarter pounder with cheese, you'll get a free medium fry and free medium drink when you order on the app. So do you have the app? How are you going to get this deal if you don't have the app? I know you have a phone. Anywho, if you have the app, enjoy your free fries and drink. If you don't, you can't see me. But know that I'm shaking my head. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Limited time only. I participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God of grace. All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios in Old Hilliard. Exciting day today, as always, because uh, my guest today, actually, let me just let my guest introduce himself, and then we will go from there. Hi, um, I'm Sammy Sass. I'm a Upper Arlington grad. I currently play baseball at Ray State University, so I'm excited to be on. He's excited to be on. He's sitting in a room. And he is a Duke fan. Let's just establish this right away. I wore the Carolina hat because he is a Duke fan. He's sitting in a North Carolina room uh, with a host family for his summer ball, and it's killing him. <laughs> is that fair to say? Yeah, it's fair to say. <laughs> Huge Duke basketball fan, I would say. So yeah. they, they got. I'm staying in a room, and the whole wall is decked out in North Carolina basketball stuff. So. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's fun. No, my host family is awesome, and they they joke about it too. They're I, I like high state football as well, and they're Michigan football fans, oh North Carolina basketball fans. So I don't think it could get any worse, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Was there like a form? We'll we'll get into uh, where you're at and what you're doing now, kind of later in the interview. But um, was there like a form that you filled out that said, "Hey, I like these things," and or, or apparently not because they put you in no. the worst situation possible. <laughs> No, they uh they they just put you like the people the they just asked the host and it happened. But no, they're they're great host family. Like they're they're awesome. It, it's just funny how it ended up like that. But no, they're great. So uh, it's just it's always it's always funny. I've been sleeping in about a week and a half now in a room filled with North Carolina basketball. So I sleep right next to it. I'm on that wall too and everything. They made sure I got that bed because I'm staying here with the buddy too. They. I made sure I got that bed right next to all that stuff. <laughs> I might actually send them some uh, Hilliard Davidson gear just to complete the circle. Like with that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well. <laughs> you might as well. Right? well. <laughs> all right. So let, let me start at the very beginning because uh, we put our kids. So, again, we're, we're Hilliard Davidson, uh, which is, I guess, somewhat of a rival with UA. I mean, same conference, yeah. whatever. So. When our kids were little, we put them in a travel basketball league. And, um, you know, I was an assistant coach just helping out, whatever. And uh, we, our son was in one of those leagues. And there was four travel UA teams that we had to face. And uh, since I was in fourth grade, so we're going back a minute, but fourth grade, 
And I hated playing against actually all four of those teams would, would typically beat us. But there was one that had this little kid with another 23 Jersey and I hated the coach and I hated, <laughs> I hated playing that team because they always killed us. And I say that very much tongue in cheek because the coach has become a good friend of mine. And, and you know who that team was. It was your dad and, and you, and we always knew man, 23 was going to carve us up down the lane. There was nothing we could do to stop it. And so anyway, we go back a ways and uh, it's been fun to watch your journey as an athlete. Um, again, I was doing it more as a competitor against you, not myself, but our teams exactly. would compete against you. And, and then, you know, our, uh, my son and, and you're the same age. So we watched you football, basketball, baseball. And so I kind of want to get into that a little bit, but, um, first thing I wanted to ask you was, and, and that, that carried over into baseball because you guys competed against each other on the baseball field growing yeah. up too. And I'm like, man, I got to get rid of this kid because he's killing us in every sport that we play. <laughs> so, and then your dad was always there somewhere too. Um, but uh, like yeah. I said, we've become good friends. All right. Uh, what I want to ask you was with uh, Upper Arlington, there was, as we said, four travel teams. I think we had one in Davidson because there's three high schools. So yeah. uh, Upper Arlington, multiple elementaries, two middle schools. Is that right? Two middle schools, yep. Two middle schools, one high school. So yeah. I think your path was already competitive. Was that fair to say? Because you knew you had to be good if you're going to play for UA because there's a lot of competition there. Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah, for sure. Did that drive you? Yeah, I would say, yeah well, with like the whole like there's there's four teams when we were in fourth grade growing up like you're right like we only have one high school like that that was just a lot of kids like trying to compete and play basketball um my dad we always had a team he coached when we were younger because he played basketball in college so he would coach so yeah he really he really drove like the competitive like nature into me like you could tell that he he loved basketball like it was his sport it's what I mean he knows about football and baseball don't get me wrong but uh, basketball is like his specialty and um, just being able to play for him at a young age like he drove the competitive spirit and like all that stuff into me and like he he's not much of like a skills guy either like if I were to make a physical mistake like that's not what would upset him it was always like the mental or if I wasn't in it wasn't competing enough that was like the thing that would get him riled up so it's like learning from a young age that like whatever I do and whatever sport it was like playing basketball for him like he would make sure I was on my a game like competitive ready to go every time so yeah playing for him and then like we'd always get new players because it was like fourth fifth sixth all or all up until middle school it was like you get you get there's four teams and there's a bunch of coaches so I mean, we, we had our set of players. Like, I would always play for my dad just because it was my dad and stuff like that. But he would always uh, – we'd always get a different team and meet new people. So, yeah, he you know, that was that was a good time. And, like, competing when we were that young against, like, all that. I remember playing all the Hilliards and the Dublins and all those teams. It was, like, we're playing really good teams. And, like, I remember you guys. Like, it was never fun playing you guys and stuff <laughs> like that. It was just – it was always just – it was always just a scrappy game, like competitive and everyone was out there to compete. So it, it was good stuff. Yeah, it was, it was honestly, it was great um, training because you remember the teams, you know, the idea when we did that was we put those kids together and actually it was in the third grade. We put them in a fourth grade league and we got killed every game that first year, but they learned a lot. 
And that team yeah. stayed together. And, you know, you played against them in high school. That's that core of that team that went all the way to the, I think it was Sweet 16, Austin senior year. That team played together for so many years. They just knew each other. You know, they were a, a somewhat of a brotherhood. And, and for you guys, you had four teams which kept dwindling down as you went through the ranks. But, you know, UA was always good and, and always a tough, tough game for, you know, whether it was travel or even in high school. Yeah, for sure. I, I remember like just like playing you my senior season. It was like it was it was like playing that same team in fourth grade. I think I think um in the UA's program with those four teams when it really it really like shallowed down when cuz I didn't most of the guys that I played with in the those fourth grade like I think maybe one of them I played with in high school maybe wow. one or two like with Josh Russian and Max Martz and like right. I didn't really play that much with those guys cuz Josh was never on our team and neither was Martz they would always they always got sent to like a different team but we had played uh summer and together when we would after those four teams we would always play like two or three tournaments with like the UA team that had like just the best players out of all four we'd always play so I got to play with a little bit with Martz and Russian and that stuff so that was good but yeah that Hillary Davidson team like that that fourth grade team uh, that your guys senior year they were just same team just all grown up <laughs> all grown up all and, and all tall <laughs> I mean yeah. the average height oh, yeah. of that team was Huge. amazing so that, yeah that, it was that, that, oof. Yeah. it was I remember when we played you guys it was like that match we had I think I don't know if I was the smallest guy I don't think I was but I was guarding uh Dries, Drez, or whatever. He's like mm-hmm. six seven. He's like yeah. the point guard or whatever. And I was just like, oof. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that lineup was was huge. And I so let me mention it because and I was gonna get to it later, but um let me mention it because uh, I was sitting with your dad at a game at Davidson and um I I'll leave names out for, for reasons, but uh competitive game. And and uh so you know, your dad and I were sitting like right at the half court. <laughs> I was on one side, he was on the other, but we were sitting together and yeah. and uh, competitive game, competitive gym. And I, I love me some Davidson basketball and I love our, our fans and the uh the den as we call it now, but uh, man, they were getting on you. And I remember earlier in the game, at some point, um, you know, you were inbounding a ball right, right inside, right, right on the baseline, and just you know, the fans are right there, and and they were really getting on you. And you know, to your credit, you just inbounded the ball, didn't say anything, you just did your thing. Well, I mean, that game comes down to a steal by none other than you, <laughs> and the layup, which ended the game. And mm-hmm. I remember at some point you didn't do anything demonstrative or anything like that. And your, your dad was like, you know, that's not okay. I was like, man, he earned that. Like, <laughs> you know, I remember telling him, I said, man, they were getting on him earlier and it's a, Hey, it's a fair game. In my opinion, you know, uh, you took a lot of, a lot of heat that game and during the game. And then you mm-hmm. make the game winning play. You got the, you've earned it. You earned the right to, again, again, it wasn't anything demonstrative. It was just you celebrating. And I'm like, man, that guy's got every right to do that. And so I don't know why I remember that, but I do. Cause you, yeah, you, no, you had I, earned I it. That. that was a fun game. I remember that. And, uh, what, what actually there was a lot of football guys that were right there and right. they had all known me cause I was the quarterback and stuff. Well, that, my senior season, I had broken my collarbone. We were having a, like an outstanding year. Like the year looked really promising. And I'd broken my collarbone, and the season went a little bit south after that. Um, no, just anyone, but like just kind of went downhill, and we, it was looking promising. Our offense was kind of—I wouldn't say it was based around me, but it really was, just because I was like the mobile quarterback. I was running, I was throwing, so we had a lot of that stuff. And our backup quarterback was a little bit different, so it was kind of like a whole three hundred and sixty, but. 
um, yeah, they were giving it to me like the whole game. And <laughs> I remember I made that play yeah. and they, they were just on me all game. And I was like, I got, I got to say some, I yeah. got to say some. And like with me, like when I'm, I'm so competitive, like that's like everyone who describes me, it's like, he wants to win and he wants to win and everything. And I, and I told him they're all there in the first row. And I told him, and I said, you're lucky I wasn't there for football is what, is what I told him. <laughs> Cause I mean, there's nothing, there's no going back. I was done right. with football. But I, I I told them that and uh, they, no, they, it was, it was cool though. They, they tipped their cab. They didn't say anything yeah. back after I got the steal and the lay in. And I, I mean, I'm still, I talk to some of those guys day to day now yeah. too and stuff like that. But yeah, like key to the moment with me, I, I don't, maybe not as much as a filter as I should just because the competitor I am and the way I was brought up. But uh, yeah, I, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love that, you know, there's a, there's a gene, I think that's in your nature that, that uh, like I told your dad, you earned it. Um, it'd be different if you hadn't done anything the whole game or, you know, you just went over and you started yelling or you stand on the score table. I mean, it was, it was within the context of the game. It was in healthy competition. And like you said, they're friends, you know, you, you talked to some yeah. of the guys, so everybody understood it and I was cool with it. I'm like, man, he earned that. He, he, he worked hard yeah. the whole game and you know it ended up going in UA's favor um so I don't know how we got on that but I just always remember it was a memory I had so um all right what's the greatest advice for that you have um so again in case nobody uh is aware um you played football baseball and uh basketball and played them all at the highest level in a very competitive high school I think is what we're trying to establish here um, this wasn't just some small school where, you know, anybody can just make the team. You're playing at the highest yeah. level with one of the highest level programs in the area, at least. And um, what's your best advice for a high school athlete that has, uh, you know, what what did you learn? Like what, you know, I don't even know what the question I'm trying to ask is, but how, how were you able to do that? Um, some of it, you just mentioned your competitive nature, but you started early. Like what's your best advice for any high school or listening right now? in a competitive situation? Um, I would just say like, stay the course. Like it was never easy. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that I easily played three sports at the at high level and stuff. Like there was times it wasn't easy. Like I had to sacrifice time, um, all that stuff. So um, it, it wasn't all rainbows and all that stuff. Like it, it was tough. It was a grind. I mean, if you look back, middle school basketball I didn't I really didn't play mm. um like at all like I, I got a few minutes here and there and and that's the situation where I was talking to my dad I'm like dad like I'm playing three sports right now and like I'm not playing like I'm not happy about it and um I, and rightfully so I should have been out there um I those all there was about seven or eight guys that played in front of me in middle school basketball not one of them ever played a varsity basketball minute mm. i don't think uh, mm. besides max march max march great basketball player plays a pen right now um a lot and i told my dad it's just like it was so frustrating it, it was a little bit political um on the side of ua and what they had going over there but i go i get to high school basketball and i told my dad i was like dad i, I don't know if i want to play basketball like yeah. I, i'm playing basketball i'm playing baseball and football and he says and thankfully, he said, he said, go go to trial, see how you like it, do this, do that. If you don't like it after your freshman year, then we can call it quits. Just like you, you middle school basketball and, and uh, high school basketball is different. So th that's just one thing I'll never forget. Like, that's yeah. just like one thing that 
like drives me a little bit because I didn't play at all in J- or on um, middle school, and I get to high school and I make the JV team randomly. Like, I I just make the JV team with Russian, one of my other buddies, Mark's mates, Mark's mates varsity, and it was like, well, how did I go from not playing very much my seventh and eighth grade year to making JV. I ended up starting JV that year and sitting varsity by halfway to the end of the year, which was awesome. And then ended up playing a little bit my sophomore year, being a full-time starter, my junior and senior year. And like, like that, that path was not all rainbows and stuff like that. And, um, it was just, you just gotta stay the course and keep, and I'm, I'm glad my dad helped me kind of just see and like do that stuff. But, um, that, the high school and middle school programs were a lot different. Um, Coach Casey, huge competitor, saw the competitive nature in me, which I, I really like thank him for that because he helped me and continue to play basketball and stuff like that. Um, with the football side, uh, is good. I, I love I love playing three sports. Like It was the greatest thing I ever could have done. It was the greatest thing my dad could have ever pushed me to do because, one – I, I never had an off season. So like right. it was like hang up the cleats, put on my basketball shoes, then put on my baseball cleats, then like do it again. And it yep. was like year round. And so like for 365 days a year, like I was competing in the games and it kind of just put inside my head, like whenever you go out, like you're competing. So I was competing every day. It was like what I love to do yeah. um, no matter what sport it was. Um, but like I said, like, it wasn't it wasn't just gliding right through everything like it was tough there was a you talk about summer ball for baseball like a lot of kids they hang out and like they have their high school they go on high school trips for summer and all that stuff it's like I sacrificed time with my friends and my family to go play baseball and you know how that is and stuff like that and I was doing that year-round with basketball and my family it would go on vacation it was like oh I got this I got that like with baseball so it was a grind for sure but like it's something I just love to do like I love playing basketball I love playing football and I love playing baseball and mostly I just love to compete so that was just like I loved it I mean high school it was just really fun because I was just always playing in games yeah. like there really was no practice for me yeah. um it was mostly just games and then football we had practice through the week and all that stuff but like most of the time I was just playing and competing and it was great, but, but it wasn't easy by any means. Well, and the reality is you were playing in games that were all meaningful, like Mm -hmm. from the very beginning, every game, especially for UA, every game matters. Like not that it doesn't matter in other places, but you know, sometimes it's like a a scrimmage or whatnot. I mean, you know, UA is always playing at the highest level against the highest teams, highest competition. And so you always had to be on your A game and I have to think that carried over, uh, into our next conversation, but at some point there was a pivot. So did you play, could you, you couldn't play AEU baseball or basketball because you were playing baseball, right? Um, so what I would do was we'd have weeks off. Um, we'd have like a random one or two weeks off in summer baseball and I would go play for whatever team wanted me. So, wow. man, alive. <laughs> so I, that's, play, that's I think I played lot. here and there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that was a decision Austin always had to make, and eventually he just made the one to not play basketball anymore and focus on baseball in the summers. But um, all right, so what? At what point there had to be a pivot? Um, and I want to move into your recruiting a little bit um, because you you were highly recruited um, in two sports, essentially maybe three, probably all three, right? Well, so you tell me uh, I, yeah, what what, what was the recruiting most, like? 
it was it was basketball it wasn't much uh there was there was some things here and there that had popped up nothing nothing big at all but um by i mean by my freshman and sophomore year of high school i knew i was going to play baseball so anything basketball related i kind of pushed away and then for football i had i had a, my senior year after i so we had those good couple games i had get i'd gotten a lot of interest um after that but i ended up breaking my collarbone i knew i was a baseball player by then so it was kind of kind of early it was i knew i was baseball was where the money was going to be and what i wanted to do but uh yeah I, I definitely got interest in that from schools on those other sports so when did you know baseball you said you knew what 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 was that decision like when did you know like this is this is my sport um, I would just say like my like my eighth grade and freshman year around there, like because we we were playing on a really good summer team with like the best players in Ohio, um, I believe, best players in Ohio, and I was just getting a lot of looks, a lot of recruits early at like a really young age, um, Big Ten, um, SEC, some of those schools, um, reaching out uh when I was only a freshman in high school, and wow. that's kind of when I knew that. Like that was my best chance. Um, growing up, it's funny. Growing up, I baseball is my least favorite sport. It was the slowest, <laughs> and I couldn't yeah. do it. Like yeah. I had to. Like I loved. I loved basketball and football. I loved being able to go hit somebody or go run around a court until I dropped dead. Like, yeah. and baseball is just really slow. But like I was always really good at it. So um, I kind of just grew and like learned the game a lot more, had a lot like different coaches, like explain. I learned it a lot more and I started to like it. And, uh, yeah, so that's how that kind of worked out. So, and, and you are a catcher place of outfield as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Just so anybody, anybody doesn't know. Um, I know because you were, uh, the, the very team you mentioned, uh, my son had, uh, the opportunity, the blessing, honestly, uh, the honor to play on that team for two years and he is a pitcher and you are a catcher. And you know, that honestly, man, I got to tell you, it goes back to the fourth grade conversation, you know, at watching, always watching you. I'm like, man, this kid's really good. His dad drives me crazy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just know your dad's listening, right? He just rolled his eyes right now. But no, I, I love your dad genuinely. Um, uh, but, you know, always playing against you, I always had that healthy respect of, man, this kid's really good. Like, it's you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I got to the opportunity to see you and Austin work together as a pitcher-catcher combo. And, and I have to tell you, um, you know, he came to the team late. Uh, that team had been around for a long time, played together, almost like those travel teams we talked about the nucleus was set and, you know, he's a new player on that team. And uh, even his first outing, we were just talking about the other day, his first outing was a train wreck. Uh, I think he was incredibly nervous because of the talent on the team. Um, and, you know, anyway, I just always appreciated how you treated him with respect. You all have a kind of a, a friendship. Um, I mm -hmm. got to tell you, he watches a lot of Wright State games even to this day. Uh, he's not doing doing or watching a lot of baseball, but he does watch Wright State. And I think that goes back to the connection that you guys had, um, you know, after ball games, basketball games, you know, just everybody else was a handshake. You guys just had something special there. And so I, I wanted to tell you that I appreciate that about you and how you welcomed him to the team. And, and honestly, nursed him through games as a pitcher and that's the job of the catcher i think is to get your pitcher in the right mindset keeping him pumped up and uh i appreciate that about you and how you you handled that yeah no i, I love austin there, there's always like you said there's always been that mutual respect uh when he had that davidson jersey on i had that arlington jersey on it was uh it was a different story but 
when that clock hit zero, it, it, that that's a really good friend of mine. So yeah. I, I'm really going to show respect and stuff like that. And no, it was, it was awesome. It was a blessing for us to have him on our team because he did always did a great job. Like you said, he had a shaky outing to start, a little nervous, <laughs> but whatever. That's one game out of seven thousand that he's ever played. So, uh, right. um, no, that that's really good stuff. And I that, no, that's that's something I kind of pride myself on too. Is the you talked about the pitcher catcher thing? It's like that's what I'm there for. That that's truly what you said. Like I'm there to um, walk that dog. Uh, is what my dad always says: is walk that dog, help help them out in any way that they need. Um, steal strikes for them, block balls for them. Let them trust you. Let them trust what you're calling down the throw and stuff like that. So that that's always been. Um, you go back to the whole three sports thing too. It's like I played catcher, point guard, and quarterback. Right. So I was always like in control, like, and that's yep. what I loved about like playing all those. Is I was the leader on the field when in all those positions. So that that's like I, that's one of the things I pride myself on too. Is like being in that leadership role as I love, I love that more than anything. So that's amazing, man. Cause it, that, again, I think that's a gene. It's, it's the way you were raised. Uh, it's your dad and his influence and others, you know, coaches that you've had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a gene that, uh, th- that's what was interesting about the team that Austin got the opportunity to play on is pretty much everybody on that team had that, that gene, that competitive nature sure. that, uh, most of them played multiple sports, um, just a, I I've told Austin that many times, I don't know that you'll ever play on a better team than that. I mean, it was, it was loaded. It was a very good team, but, um, so I want to, I want to go to, um, so as people are listening, uh, now, now we're transitioning from high school to college. What, what's your best, um, uh, advice for recruiting? Because that's a process, man. It's a process and you were going through it in two, maybe three sports, but, What's your best advice in recruiting for any high school player right now listening? Yeah. Um, I would just say you got to listen. You really got to listen. So when you're in, you're you've shown coaches that you have the skills whatever they're going to they're going to contact you and um you really just got to listen to what they have to say. Um like for instance like for me like right state like what I heard from their coaches and compared to different coaches, um, to me, Wright State was just different. It stuck out. What they said, it just stuck out to me. And um, I really enjoyed, like, having a conversation with the guy that recruited me from Wright State. Like, our conversations were just different than other schools. Um, That's how I knew Wright State was, like, the place for me because I talked. I talked to them on the phone a few times. I go on a visit and it was very, it was very businesslike. Um, a lot of other schools that I had gone to were trying to sell me on school, like girls, even parties, like, mm. they, like not directly doing that, but right. um, they, that's what they preach. Like we have, we have this, like we have, I remember one school was like, we have the number one hottest girls ranked in like America. And they're trying to get me there on that one. Wright State had basically just gone and talked to me about baseball and my future and getting drafted in the future, what what they're going to do to make sure that I get better here. And it was just different. So like from what I heard from them compared to different schools, I, I knew 
I knew that what my goals and aspirations are lined up to what they had to me. And that's why I knew Wright State was the best program for me. And it was a great decision. So just just being able to listen and like, because you'll know if you have a connection or not. Um, right. I, I knew I knew that there was always something in my mind. I was like, man, like Wright State's the place, Wright State's the place. And after they had offered me done a lot of stuff, I talked to a few more schools and um, I, every time we'd go visit a place and I'd get offered, my dad would be, how'd you like it? And mm-hmm. I'd, I was always, eh, and he'd be like, what do you mean? And I was like, I don't think it's better than Wright State. I don't think it's this and that. And eventually, like, thankfully, my dad was just like, hey, it was like the third or fourth school I had got offered from um, after Wright State has offered me. And every time it was just like, it wasn't as good as this. It wasn't as good as this. And he, he told me one time, he was just like, hey, man, he's like, you keep saying it's not as good as Rice State. I don't think anything's going to get better than Rice State. Like, right. w- what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, what are you waiting for? Like, are you looking for something else? And and honestly, after thinking about that, it's like, no, I'm not. Like, I knew that that was the place and I ended up committed So just – so just listening, like you, you will know and you will you will understand what people have to say and what lines up to your goals and stuff. So just listening for me is probably the biggest advice. I think it's great advice because, I mean, I think ultimately it's always about fit. And, and yeah. you know, now with the transfer portal and so many other things, to your point, I think a lot of athletes choose the girls or the parties or mm-hmm. the stadium or the color of the uniform yeah. or whatever it might be, man. I, everybody makes their own choice for whatever reason. But fit, I think, is so important because we see so much of it changing today. So um, so t- thank you for that. So transitioning to your uh, freshman year, um, did I – so I, I was trying to look at the stats this morning. One game? Did you guys get one game? Because of COVID, right? So, yeah. So I had gotten redshirted, redshirted. Okay. So my coach had told me, hey, um, for right now, we're not going to give you any like scrappy at bats because what's, what's the point? We had a really good catcher who got signed by the Texans um, in front of me. Uh, they also had a backup. And I was I was a little bit more raw than I was um, now. Wasn't wasn't as wasn't as physically mature. Um, hit the weights really hard, but um, there were some injuries. People went down, and I, I started one game. I got five at bats, one walk, so technically only four at bats. Um, and then that following day, where I finally got that start, I, I went two for four, had a double, had a pretty good game. I DH'd. Um, the very next day, we got up, we went to practice, and that was the COVID day mm. uh, that they shot everything down. So, so what did you do? Uh, did you, did you, you probably had to go home, right? Cause Wright state probably shut down too. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba casino online. I was only playing for fun. So winning was a dream come true. Chumba casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. I didn't go home. You, you I, I mean, home. I went home a little bit, but I live I live in an apartment. Okay. Um, it's technically off campus. It's right, it's right on campus, but it's technically off campus. So I lived in an apartment, so I was able to stay there. So yeah, uh, I stayed there and trained with our assistant coach, who's now the assistant coach at Indiana. Okay. Um, his name is Zach Weatherford. I trained over there at a place that had opened up 
uh, to baseball complex type deal in Dayton. And it, at the time, it was the only thing open. Like it, the reason I wasn't at home is because everything was shut down at home. Right. So that, that he had got that place to open. And so we had we went there and trained every day. It was a few of my teammates from Red State as well. And um, so I stayed and trained there with him. We hit every day, lift every day for the most part, all that stuff. So that's what I did during COVID. And um, honestly, for COVID, the biggest thing that helped me was I just got a very quick glimpse of what it was like and what mm. it took to play mm-hmm. and to succeed there. Right. And that's what helped me going into technically my freshman year because of COVID, because we got that whole year back. Going into that fall, I had a way different perspective than what I had in high school. That's so, so that, interesting. So that set the bar for you. You knew what the bar was. If I'm going to compete at this level, you got to you got a taste of yeah, a taste I, I of what it was going to be like. Something. Yeah. Wow. And I really figured figured it out after that. I took what I had and just ran with it. And that that but um, every, COVID obviously was a tough time for everyone, right. no doubt. But um, for me, I I don't that time that COVID took helped me a little bit. Yeah, I think. Um, it helped me get in the weight room and get stronger and go back to that next year. And it obviously what I say with the taste, I just, I knew what I, I figured out what it took from mm-hmm. that fall uh, and early spring. And I got to go down and I think we played at Mississippi state and, um, where who else we play Mississippi state, Tennessee, wow. Louisville, some really cool atmospheres, really good team. We beat number one Louisville freshman year. And I, I saw that for those three weeks I think we played, I got to see that. And uh, it kind of just, it clicked a little bit. Mm. And then I got that time to kind of take off and then we show back up for the next fall. And I think a different me came in. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that we talked about, it. again, that gene, for some people would have been like, ah, oh, this sucks and I'm going to go home and do whatever. And, you know, maybe I'll come back next year. Um, for you, you got that competitive gene in you that, that, that that's so interesting that you said that about setting, you got the taste of it, you got to see it. And now you, you knew when I come back, whenever this is over, I'm coming back better, stronger and ready. And you did. (laughs) So your statistics actually back that up. Uh, You came back sophomore year and pretty much your freshman year, but technically your second year and pretty Uh much exploded on the seed. I mean, uh, I, what I have is 44 games. You hit 362, 12 home runs and 60 RBI. Is that about right? Yeah, it sounds right. So you exploded on the scene and, and you were now what I'm I'm quoting ESPN. ESPN's coverage of your game, you are now slamming Sammy Sass is, is the <laughs> nickname that they gave you. And during the game during uh this year's CWS they said that it was the best nickname in college baseball. I don't remember the I don't remember the commentator's name, but she said that and I was like, That's awesome. <laughs> so I said it to your dad. I said, You gotta because he was at the game and I actually sent him a screenshot of uh I think it was a reverse call that happened in one of the games or one of the reviews. And there was a, a pan of the crowd and your whole family was there. So I, I screenshot it, sent it to him. But anyway. Um, all right. So then you come back for your junior year and now you've had this success. You came back for the year you just had. And I think there was a lot of, uh, were you preseason? Uh, yeah. Okay. What, what was that? Cause yeah. I was trying to find, I can't remember. Uh, I was preseason player of the year. Player of the year. As yeah. a as a quote unquote sophomore, yeah. But in your third year, preseason player of the year, that's huge expectations to put on you. Yeah, 
yeah. Um, it was something I really didn't try to worry about. Uh, preseason stuff is all just numbers from last year. So yeah. I, I really didn't worry about it. I was just trying to, uh, we were just trying to make a regional and win a regional as a team. And that was really our goal and kind of all that stuff outside is just extra noise. So did you guys make a regional the year before you did, right? You had a pretty good run. I'm trying to remember. Uh, my, the, the sophomore year. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes your technical year. Yeah, we, that's when we went to Tennessee and right. lost that Friday game on the walk-off home run. Right, right. I remember that yeah. now. Okay. But that was you, – you mentioned the environment because I watched it closely this year. The, the environment that was crazy was Tennessee, and uh, Oklahoma State's environment is insane. I mean, that was – the stadiums are bigger. Uh, the following seems to be bigger than like uh, – you're in North Carolina right now. I mean, the beautiful stadium, but it's not as nearly as big as some of those other stadiums. Some of those environments are wild to play in. Yeah, I, we played in some really cool places. I think um, um, the the if you if we go by crowd, that Tennessee game was by far the craziest atmosphere I've played a baseball game in. Um, I mean, that place sold out in under twenty four hours, wow. and was just. I mean, that field too. That they're pretty on top of you. Like it ain't. It's yes. not like they're far back. Like there's not much of a foul territory, and they're on you place was sold out um yeah and it was loud it, it was loud and um it, it was a fun game to play in fun atmosphere a bunch of a bunch of cool places as well like you said oklahoma state i mean that facility is nothing short of amazing yes. i mean that play I, I believe it's a 60 million dollar complex or something like that somewhere around there right it it's that we were down there for three or four days it snowed there when we went down there so we were just they they were they were awesome with us and they let us train in their facilities um when they weren't and i mean that that place is top notch for sure yeah um not not only the field but the um the complex around it is is yeah Yeah. it was amazing (laughs) to see on tv so we talked about fourth grade you talked about Davidson and that crowd and you know you played for UA so you played in some high level games which had big crowds did that prepare you for those type of crowds or is it completely different um I just think when if if you let the crowd like kind of dictate what you do or how you play um it, it shouldn't be like that I just I think what translated the most was how many big important games that I played in moments like you mentioned earlier is like big moments Mm -hmm. and from a young age just like I want the ball in my hands when it matters right if it was basketball football whatever if it was baseball I know you can't control it but there's always something like I wanted to be up if it was bases loaded two outs full count in a championship game down one whatever like I've always I've always wanted the control or the ball in my hands, whatever, in the big situation. And I, and I think that has carried over more than um, playing in big atmospheres because, like you said, like you play in a Tuesday night game versus the worst team in your league. Right. Um, you should still compete as hard in that game than you would in the Horizon League Championship game. Mm. Um, and that's just how our coaches – um preach uh they they talk about that and just like growing up 
Um, I, I remember it's funny. I think one of the biggest things I've taken from Coach Casey, a Burlington's basketball coach, is he would always preach that we'd be playing, we'd be playing like a bad team on a Tuesday night, and he'd be in the locker room before the game, and we're all like, "Hey, like we can go out here play an average game and still win by 20. Mm-hmm. And he's in the locker room firing us up like we're about to go out and play in NBA Finals Game Seven. Right. And uh, I mean, there was there was times that he would get on us. I remember we were we were playing one of the um, more worst teams in our league, and we weren't playing very good in halftime. And Casey comes in, and he told us. I mean, he told us like not ha- he wasn't happy. He was mad. Like we're we I think we were up twenty points at halftime, and he's just come. You're playing like you're sloppy. You're this, and that's one of the big things I've taken from him is like. Being able, like I always, I always refer to that playing the Tuesday night game where no one's in the crowd, yeah, no one really cares. Everyone knows you're going to win. If you lose, you look stupid. He he would make sure that we were ready to go, and that's a big thing that I take every day now. Yeah, um, that if I need to approach the, we're playing the last place team for nothing, or playing in a regional. Like my competitive spirits and the way I'm playing should be the same. So yeah. that's kind of one of the big things I would say almost over like atmospheres is just like game to game. You got to like no matter what the game circumstances where we're at, like to be able to compete and put your best foot forward is like one of the things I think I've learned growing up like that is like more important than anything else. When you're in a situation like that, and that's all that was amazing what you just said because what you've learned is you've taken um, nuggets and teaching from all the people that have coached you and now you're building your own you know and one day you'll may coach or uh, you know coach your son or you know or daughter maybe whatever uh, you will you will now invest that back to someone else which is why the games all of them football basketball baseball are so beautiful is because we we can give that back from yeah, all the no, people that, that invested in us I think that's great what you said is like from all the sports I've played and from how many different coaches I've had mm-hmm. to take different pieces and build and stack and build like what I've learned. Cause so many of them have taught me so many different things. And I think that's the biggest thing about playing three sports for me is that everything carried over. Like yeah. there wasn't like, if I learned something in basketball, like that didn't just stay with basketball. It, it, it always carried whatever it was. If it was about competing, all that stuff, it was just, it was always just different coaches telling me different things. And I took them in different ways and just kind of ran with them. And like, I can like coach Casey basketball coach, he installed, a um, when I, when I played basketball, I mean, I loved basketball, but I knew it wasn't something I was going to do through college and all that stuff. So sometimes I'd find myself maybe a little bit more lazy than I should have been. Little stuff, And he he wouldn't let that stuff slide. So like the hard work that he taught me, all my baseball coaches teaching me the skills and all that stuff. And then my with my football coach, like all all those like people have like definitely taught me so many things that I, like right now, like. I'll, I'll remember stuff my football coach said to me three years ago, like all the time. And it complies and it works with my baseball right now. So th- that's the biggest thing I think I've gotten from three sports other than to learn just like how to compete and how to do that is like there's so I've had so many different coaches in every sport 
I've just learned so much and it's really helped me. It's it's awesome. And it's amazing because you see it in your game. Um, and we, we uh, you've given me a ton of time already. Um, so I have a couple quick questions for you. Uh, one is when you're, as you know, because uh, you said you were a listener. So, as you know, I'm a former intramural champion and, you know, those games get heated. But uh, <laughs> kidding. Uh, I, I, uh, I was never in a situation where I'm, I'm up at bat, as you said, three, two count um, games on the line. You're in Oklahoma State crowds going crazy do you even hear the crowd at that point i've always wondered that in, in any of those situations nba finals ncaa tournament uh, when when caleb love hit the shot uh, to knock duke out of the tournament uh, i'm kidding I, again i'm kidding in those moments right huge crowd there's all that noise how much does the player on the court the field the football field um at the plate do you really hear it like, I don't, I don't know. You've been in the experience. I haven't, I've never been in the arena, so to speak. Yeah. It, so for me, it's different. It's different for each sport. So yeah. baseball, I can't hear a thing. If I'm in the batter's box, nothing. I'm, I'm so focused like on what he's doing and what I'm trying to do. Like I'm so locked into a tee. Cause you know, with baseball and hitting it, you got to be so spot on to right. hit that ball. Like everything's got to be right. So you have to be so focused that I can't hear a thing. But I, I remember playing in, in basketball games, uh, big basketball games. I just think, cause like you have so like with baseball, it's so much different is like in that big situation, you don't want to get sped up. You want to slow everything down. So like, you're really just like, Okay, like you're taking deep breaths, you're you're finding that focal point on your bat, you're stepping in the box, you're doing what you always do, and you're slowing everything down. Yeah. Um, I think with like basketball, um, you're everything's so fast and you're running and you have so much adrenaline that you you hear the crowd getting louder, I think. Yeah. Um, if if it's a big situation, something's happened. I think you hear a little bit more of that. So I think it just depends on the sport, honestly. I and mean, with football, you can I mean, you're just as a quarterback, like every time it was loud, I was just trying to scream over it. So yeah. um, that that's a little bit different. But yeah, so just different sports. I mean, with baseball, you're you're so locked in that like you you couldn't you couldn't hear a thing. I mean, personally, I can't. But some people may think different. But I would think most for the most part, like because you're trying to slow everything down, that everything yeah. kind of just does slow down. It's and you don't hear anything because you're so focused. But uh. I just think different sport and just like that. That's one thing I feel like the big moment you're talking about. I think in any sport in the big moment, that's what you have to do. Like you have to slow it down mm. and be in control of what you can do. So that that's kind of the big thing. I think if you slow things down yourself, it won't, the environment won't. I mean, cause, cause if I were list, if it was a three, two count bases loaded two outs and I hear the crowd get up and go crazy, and I get energy. Say I get energy from that. I'm, right. Oh yeah. Okay. Now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna be super tense. I'm gonna swing super hard. I'm gonna be sold out fastball. If it's not a fastball, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing right through it. But what you want to do is just kind of breathe, take it slow, whatever. The crowd's crazy. You don't let it get to you. You be calm in the situation. You put your best swing on any pitch they throw and stuff like that. So I just think um, just not getting sped up in the moment and not hearing that stuff is probably the best. Mm -hmm. I, I personally just 
I I'm so focused that it shuts for me. So, <laughs> yeah. well, that's great. It's great information because I think I've seen that when I was watching the college world series, you saw most of the hitters would step out. As you said, they hold that bat in front of them, almost like a sword mm-hmm. and they're staring at the bat. And I'm always like, what are they, what are they saying to themselves in that moment? But um, <clears throat> excuse me, to your point, you're they're, they're centering themselves and they're, they're yeah. focused. I think that's so interesting. Um, all right. I know you got to go cause you're in, you're, um, so I want to talk about where you are now, summer. So you're t- playing summer ball. For those not familiar, what's that journey like? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. So when we go, to, when we finish our season, you will, our recruiting coordinator will basically pick a spot for you to go play um, over the summer. Um, some summer leagues are very short and quick. Some go all the way to August. Um depending on how many games you played, innings you pitch, innings you've caught, your coaches might put you on like a shorter leash in summer ball. But basically it's just to go, I mean, for kids who didn't play that much in the season, it's go out and get your innings in. Go out and play this year, come back better in the fall. Um, For some people it's, hey, just go maintain, go do this. And some people they just shut down and don't even send anywhere. But um, and, And some people it's like, hey, go get seen by some scouts, go do this. So yeah, I uh, my coach, um, I was in an interesting little situation, just trying to figure out what I was gonna do. If I caught almost fifty games this year, so I didn't know if I was gonna go play, um, do whatever. Last minute, decided I want to go play. My recruiting coordinator hooked it up here with Wilson, uh, North Carolina, um, for the Coastal Plains League, and so I got here. I, I took a little bit of a rest just to get my body a little fresh. Yeah. Um, after the season ended, I think uh, I gave about a week, week and a half, and I came down here and started playing. And um, it, it's it's really cool. I mean, I'm playing with a bunch of guys from um, areas that I mean, we have Texas, California, wow. North Carolina, all all these places. So it, it's really interesting. You go you go live with a host parents, like how we said. Um, someone opens their house for two kids to come in and then to live with this, this summer. That's so, awesome. Um, I, I thankfully got a great host family. Like I said, besides the North Carolina basketball, Michigan <laughs> football, great host family. Um, Davidson baseball person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, so, and I got a great like uh, roommate buddy who is a great player. Um, so I was fortunate to come down and um we've you learn so much too like your eyes and your ears like you'll learn so much in the game from just watching and listening and so you just you get a lot of different ideas you see a lot of different guys that have a lot of different methods and are um have a lot of different ethnicities ethnicities or what um whatever mm-hmm. they're doing wherever they're coming from so it's just it's great and like like i said like you just you make friends you have a good time it's in the summer like you get to compete um, every day it's for sure a grind we play every day um, we have one off day a week but if you get a rain out that if you get a rain out that week you play it on your off day so you don't get many off days um, but it's just a it's just another chance to go compete and play and meet new people and uh, baseball itself already to this point hopefully I can get to the next level but it's already let me meet so many different people see yeah. so many different cultures and all that stuff and so that that's kind of where we're at now in Wilson. Yeah. Well, and you were nice enough to give, this is your day off and you were nice enough to give some of that time to, uh, to, to me. So, um, are you playing against Vance Honeycutt? Is he playing in that league? Who? 
Vance Honeycutt from North Carolina? Um, he might be if he's in the league. Okay. I'm I'm not sure. I, okay, there's so many different guys. We like we we've, we've definitely played a few kids from North Carolina because they come and they're flexing their North Carolina cleats, their Nike deal, their stuff like that. And I got love my it. generic, yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's a lot of good players. Like there's a lot of SEC players in this league, ACC players, That's great. Florida's. But yeah, it, it's it's good. And you also got your Division two studs and your mm-hmm. JUCO bandit, right handed across body, like ninety four mile an hour fastballs. Like you kind of get everything. So yeah. it's uh it, it's been good. Well, you touched on it. What's uh, so two two last questions for you? Uh, the first one is, what's next? Um, and I think that's probably the short one. And then, what's your biggest goal? Um. So, what's next? Um, finish down here in North Carolina. Um, finish down here when uh, I don't know if I'm gonna play full season. What I'm doing exactly yet? Um, just kind of kind of monitor my body, make sure I'm feeling good hopefully can finish out um a summer here and then i'll uh, i'll have about three or four weeks before the fall so those three or four weeks um i will not pick up a baseball for my arm one because i've thrown about i think 17 18 straight weeks (laughs) putting my arm through some stress so uh just want to give my arm a break let that get fully recovered um, and then I'll basically just weight train, try and put um, some muscle, more muscle, more mass on. And then I'll get into the fall and get into the fall and then work hard there and then get into the spring at right state and have a good season. And then that kind of gets into my ultimate goal that I hope that after my next season here at right state, I have a good enough season um, that possibly that. I can get drafted and um, all that stuff. So that that's the ultimate goal. Um, it, if not this year, uh, hopefully next year, I, my name will be called sometime in the draft. That's my ultimate goal. I mean, I wouldn't say that's my ultimate goal, but I think having new goals all the time, like Strive for it, right? you should be meeting your goals. Like, I, I, I truly believe that I set goals that I can meet. And then when I meet one goal, I'll set another goal. So hopefully right now my goal is to one work really hard up into the season mm-hmm. um do the most i can do there um then have a good season um do my best which you look at it now i say have a good season but that's going to come day to day within the season so that's not something like i have my day to day goals i have like my future goals all that stuff but um that so hopefully I'll get drafted and then my new my next goal after that say get drafted get sent to rookie ball it's going to be hey my new goal make single a mm-hmm. hopefully I make single a double a my next goal double a and then all the way up until uh hopefully um I become a big leaguer one day but yeah that's just my goal and and I'm going to work really hard to um do that and it like I said nothing really comes easy yeah. um you, I could sit here all day and say, yeah, that's my goal, but that's going to come with bumps in the road and just being able to manage those and keep working through it. Um, that's probably just the, one of the biggest things I've learned since being at Rice State. It was just like, and anything that I can do, 
I can work through it. Um, there's going to be things that I'm not going to be able to control and just being able to work through it is kind of just like big thing I learned here, like work ethic work, yeah. and being able to work for what you want. Like if you want it, work for it. Yeah. It's just one of the biggest things I've learned here. So yeah, that that's where I'm going with my goals and stuff. All right. So I'm going to close with a couple of things. Um, I want everybody to know that, um, you know, I think, I think any athlete it's um, you can be an athlete and then you can be, uh, the whole package, I think is what I'm trying to say. And I think, uh, for me, that's always been so impressive with you. You're the whole package, man. You, you're respectful. Uh, the fact that you're coming on this, you know, thing today on a day off, um, your text to me, you know, using just Mr. Conrad, things like that. <laughs> Mr. Conrad is my dad, but, uh, just respect. And, um, even within the game, we talked about that, even competitive games, you, you treated the game with respect. And when the time was right, you got a chance to, <laughs> to say, you know, Hey, and, and again, I was, that was fully within the context of the game and I felt it was okay. Um, never flashy, never, um, uh, cause I've watched you now, uh, you know, since like we yeah. said, fourth grade and, and not that I've been at every game, but, uh, the games that I have seen, uh, you let your game do the talking. And, um, I, I know you've got a great support system in your family. Uh, you've always got a platform with us anytime and we've already talked about a little things a few things but um you always have a platform with us and and i we we just want to see you succeed and i know there's two fans of right state in our house that watch most of the games that we can just to see how you do so i wish you nothing but continued success and i really hope by the time you leave north carolina you know you're you're ready to maybe trade in the the duke blue for for the carolina (laughs) no way no way (laughs) okay definitely i think before i drive back i I might go down and try and walk through duke see if i can get into cameron indoor some i might i might have to go try it but and maybe maybe i'll stop by chapel hill it's not too far to drive i guess well you know if you go over um honestly there's there's a lot of talent over there in their summer games that you might you might see some there's a lot of nba guys that come home and and practice. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, so you never know what you run into. Uh, the one time I've been to Duke, uh, we couldn't get into Cameron Indoor. We just walked around the outside. But um, yeah. I did tell your dad, you should go to the Carolina Museum, uh, which is right next to the Dean Dome. Uh, you should do that either way, even if you're not a, yeah, a Carolina sure. fan. There's a lot of history in there that's pretty cool to see. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, man, we're proud of you. Awesome. We're, we're proud of you. And uh, I wish you nothing but that's success. Good luck today. I know you got a lot going on that you were uh, nice enough to give nice enough to give us some time. So Appreciate yeah, you. no, I appreciate it. We got that busy schedule. They sent all that stuff out. We have to help some, uh, we have to um, unload some food for charity and stuff like that. That is, we, I mean, we originally set this up for 11. It's yeah. about 1038 now. It's about to be 11, but they, after our game last night, which started at seven, so it didn't get done about 1030, they had told us, hey, you got this. And that's when I hit, hit you up. I was yeah. like, oh, man, man, man. <laughs> it's but all good. I, I appreciate you being flexible. Absolutely. I, I really do. And, I was really, I'm really glad to come on this. I, I've been wanting to for so long, but everything has just been so fast. I finally kind of got some free time and so like that. And, and I, it's awesome. I'm really happy I got to be on this and stuff and what you do. I love listening to it. So Thank it you. is really good stuff. Thank you. Well, you guys are the best. Go, go, uh, go do some stuff that uh, that's so cool, man. Because even like, that's part of the experience. Again, I think doing serving somebody else, man, that's just great training for the next whatever that is in life so that's really cool you're getting the whole experience but uh enjoy your time down in in the beautiful god's country and uh i will and uh, we will have you on again soon for sure for sure looking forward to it all right brother. we'll talk soon thanks so much all right have a good one
Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 